really think we're going to find a pilot here that'll take us to Alderaan? Uh, most of the best freighter pilots that will be found here only watch a step. This place can be a little rough. I'm ready for anything. serve their kind here. What? Your droids. They'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. Why don't you wait out by the speeder? We don't want any trouble. I heartily agree with you, sir. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone. So pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire, and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of the wampas lair podcast this is episode number 425 personalized soundtracks i'm as always one of your hosts jason hunt and with me the john powell to my michael giacchino because neither of us are good enough to be john williams we have carl leclerc <laughs> oh that was so good i will i will happily take john powell but boy they're both winners in my book Oh, oh that's so great. Um, and that's right. We are continuing on with musical mayhem. This will be our last week looking at all things Star Wars music. And Jason and I decided to have a little fun with this particular episode. And we just came up with a couple of different category settings of where we would pick particular personalized songs. So we're going to be looking at um, a song that we would choose for our villain theme, our own personal theme, a love theme, and a whole bunch of other fun things along the way. So we will guide you through that with this week's episode. And Jason, I always love doing Musical May because Star Wars music really is the the lifeblood of these stories in my book. Oh, it is. Uh, you know, to, to quote other uh, people out there in the Star Wars fandom... The music is the oxygen of Star Wars. So, you know, and it's it's a very true statement, you know. Uh the the music just is all over it. You cannot think of any scene in Star Wars without hearing the music in your head. It's that connected to the story. Uh especially for all of us diehard Star Wars fans that listen to podcasts uh religiously. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I've been I've been reading a lot of Star Wars this month. So the month of May, I get really extra hard into Star Wars um, because it is just kind of the unofficial Star Wars, Star Wars month of the year. Um, And uh, I just 
if you follow us on, on social media, you've probably seen this. So I finished, there's this Lost Legends book that was recently published on Amazon and it was immediately taken off. Um, but I, I got, was lucky enough to get a copy. It was called Heart of the Jedi. It was supposed to be published in 1992, shortly after Heir to the Empire. Jason, I'm not kidding you. It was the best Star Wars novel I've read, except for probably Light of Jedi in the last decade. Like, I loved this story. It was essentially like a hero quest for Luke right after Return of the Jedi, trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. Um, and it was awesome. So... Wow. Yeah, I wish I could talk about it, but like so few people have it. Although to be fair, there's a free PDF version of it on the internet. Um, I can't remember the website, but um, I'm sure you could find it easily enough. It's it's a really fun story. Um, and yeah, I also just finished reading Shadows of the Empire because next week uh, I will be joined again by my buddy Greg and our good friend Joe Hogan because five years ago, Joe and Greg joined me to do a 20th anniversary episode about Shadows of the Empire. And this year is its 25th anniversary. So next week on the show, we're going to be just talking about the legacy of Shadows of the Empire, why we still care about it, what what we loved about that story. Um, and that said, we want you to send us in just a brief audio file of telling us what you remember and what you love about Shadows of the Empire. So simply, if you could just send us a brief you know, voice recording around a minute or less. Um, just email it to us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com and we'll play those on the episode next week. So if you have any fond memories of Shadows, please send those to us for next week. Yes, I will be doing that because uh, I will not be joining uh, Carl for that episode. Uh, I have not read uh, Shadows of the Empire in a long time, so I, I I wouldn't have much to contribute to the conversation. So I'll be sending in my thoughts uh, for for them to to listen and to and comment on. But uh, Joe and Greg uh, are are gonna have to pick up my slack on this one. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because like the three of us, we grew up. Um, especially Joe and I, Joe and I are essentially the same age. Greg's a couple of years older, but, um, I mean, we all grew up in the, the mid nineties of star Wars. So shadows was something really big. And I think shed, I mean, shadows came out in 96. So that was right around the time you came into star Wars, Jason. I know you were more right on the cusp of the special editions in 97. So, um, yeah, this may have that, that, just slipped under your radar. It, it did. It yeah. did because, uh, I was introduced to star Wars with, the special editions in 97. So January 97, that was not some, uh, was when I got introduced. So shadows of the empire was not something on my radar until after the fact. Sure. Um, so yeah, speaking of next year is the 25th anniversary of, of the special edition. So we're going to definitely be doing some special stuff for that. Cause, um, I had been a star Wars fan for a couple years at that point, but like you, Jason, the special editions really launched me into this universe. So we'll be having some fun with that next year for sure. Um, yes, they were my first steps into a larger world, uh, to <laughs> quote a certain Ben Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who knows what he's going by these days? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before before we start getting into our our personalized soundtracks here, uh, last week we asked all of you in light of our conversation around the Rogue One score to send us your favorite track from Rogue One. Um, and quick shout out again to Jim, uh, you know, our buddy Jim Capron for being on with us. I mean, he really broke open that score in a way that I'd never thought of it before. His, his, 
his really keen observation of how so much of the music really has that feeling of stress and anxiety. I mean, it gave me just an even deeper appreciation for the music than I already have. So again, thank you to Jim for, for breaking that open for us last week. Um, but Jason, what did the Larians have to say for their favorite tracks off this incredible score? Yeah, well, this was, this was a really fun episode and, um, I'm a little disappointed our, our 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 poll didn't get as much response as I would have liked, but um, do yourself a favor, folks, and go re-listen to the Rogue One soundtrack if you haven't in a while. It's a good one. But uh, in fourth place with one vote each, we've got several uh, tracks. We've got The Master Switch, Stardust, He's Here for Us, A Long Ride Ahead, and my personal favorite, The Guardians of the Wills. Um, and I went into a whole lot of why I like that track last episode, so I don't need to belabor the point. Um, in third place with two votes, we've got Rogue One. Uh, one of those votes was yours, Carl. Yep. And like you, I belabored that last week a little bit. So <laughs> if you want to know why, well, go, go back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll just move along. Uh, move along. Move along. Uh, in second place with, uh, four votes, uh, we've got Hope. And in first place, uh, well ahead of the pack with seven votes, we've got uh, Your Father Would Be Proud, which I'm not necessarily surprised that one won. So, Yeah, that's a great track. Um, and obviously we talked quite a bit about it last week, and we've talked about it in, in the past as well. Just a beautiful, beautiful and very different track for Star Wars. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's that was Giacchino's stamp on Star Wars music is that particular track, I would say. Um, yeah. it, it definitely is something that is his uh, style and, and his sort of signature, yeah. if you will, on on the Star Wars musical landscape. So, well, Jason, one last bit of um, actually, no, you know what? We're going to save this till after next week because you won't be here with us next week. Um, but we do okay. have a giveaway coming up for you all, and I'm very excited about what this one will be. But we'll, we'll get to that um, in another week or two um, when we're back into our regularly scheduled episodes. Um, Indeed. So, uh, Jason, we – you know, last yes. week we talked about uh, – we wanted to do some sort of – you know, list of Star Wars music that we liked and wanted to do something a little bit different. So we just kind of came up with a couple fun little categories and uh, we each picked a couple of different pieces of source music to talk about throughout. Um, and then mm-hmm. we also, we looked at what, you know, what would be our villain march? Um, our, uh, oh my goodness. What are the other ones? Uh, our, what is our like battle song? What would be mm-hmm. our love theme? What would be our hero theme? And yeah. um, I think that's a it. Playlist. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Which is like the the source music or the diegetic music, you know, things that were heard in the Star Wars movies. So, and I don't know about you, Carl, but I kind of put mine together in like an actual playlist. So, like they'd play in a specific order, kind of a deal. Oh, I so, like that. I so I did I did it. I staggered my diegetic music. Like I did a diegetic song, one of the things. A diegetic song, one of the things. So that's how I did mine. Um, Fair enough. I can, I can split it up, but no, it doesn't matter. Do yeah. your order. Why don't you start? Okay. Um, so we're, we we want to start with the the playlist one. Yeah. So. All right. I, I will let you know, Carl. Um, we were supposed to keep it to three. I did four. 
because one of them is 30 seconds long. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. And uh, that's the one we're going to start with. That's going to we're going to start with uh, a track from the Clone Wars uh, movie soundtrack, "City City Swing." So that five. What a so, jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is what, you know, Jason in Star Wars would be listening to, you know, this kind of stuff. Uh, the next one I've got is the film version of Chicken in the Pot. So, um, oh, okay. I mean, I, I freaking love Chicken in the Pot, in the pot uh, as you and I have talked about on numerous occasions. But specifically, uh, my favorite version is the film version. So we go with that one. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, yeah, let me grab this real quick. Uh, yeah. Sorry. What a great song. Uh, it's so freaking good. Uh, you know, and I can't help but just kind of sway back and forth as the strings <laughs> sort of like sultrally weave their way through the song you know <laughs> um but then the next track in in the jason star wars playlist oh uh, is from, i didn't realize you were I'm gonna sorry. just keep going in a row am i gonna do i get to go at all <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah I'm i thought so i thought sorry. we'd take turns <laughs> jeez my bad um yes go ahead Go ahead, please. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Well, real quick, I'm just getting all of mine out of the way first. So, <laughs> uh, no, like we'll go in order. Let's. It, it'll be fun to throw in some of the playlist songs as we go as we go along. Um, but uh, just you know, Jason, you and I talked about this uh, when we were talking about doing this idea. Uh, City CD City Swing, right? Was something we used back num- a number of years ago. Uh, you yeah. used that as the music under a quick intro. So something we did. My goodness, it's probably been at least six years now since we did these. But you used to do like a brief intro to each episode before we even started, like just saying, like, here's what's coming up on this episode of the Wampus Lair. And this was yeah. the piece of music playing underneath that. Um, City, City, CD City Swing is such a great piece of music because it does really remind me a lot of something that John Williams would have composed, you know, in his early career. Um, it, it's it's such a good piece of music. Yeah, no, it is. And it it is one of those things where while I just enjoy the piece of music in general, in the back of my head, I always almost get ready to say, you know, coming up on this episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast, you know, every time I listen to it. So uh, <laughs> it, it has been ingrained 
into my brain that way just a little bit. So <laughs> that's how I still every time I watch Empire Strikes Back and we get to the Wampusler scene because that, that was the music we used for it. I think at least the first five years of the show for our, for our intro piece was you know the music from the lair. So I always, you know, when it goes into Luke hanging upside down, I go, well, welcome to the Wampus Lab podcast. <laughs> um, Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt, have been frozen upside down to the cave ceiling with nothing to do but talk all things Star Wars. I could finish it if you want. That's but. okay. <laughs> we know how it no. goes. <laughs> We're good. We're already um, in the podcast, so I don't need to do yeah. the intro again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that, those are those are both great. And obviously, we talked quite a bit about Chicken in a Pot just a couple weeks ago because we started Musical Mayhem looking at the deluxe solo version and specifically this version of that song. Yes. Um, and obviously, you and I um, have our pre- our preferences. You know, I prefer the album version. You prefer the film version. But I do think yeah. if the 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 album version had been in the film, um. Well, I guess I wouldn't have known what this one was. So, but I do think the one that they put in the film does work so perfectly. Yeah, it it works with the visuals better. Yeah. Um, whereas the album one just it just sounds really cool. Right. So, like when we get that close up of the two vocalists, you know, if that chicken, you know, if that face in a pot sounded like that high vocalist from the just score version, it'd be a little off putting. But like this kind of bassy sounding masculine voice is is so perfect. Right. Uh, it, for that pretty, particular character. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so my first piece of diegetic music is a very classic piece of Star Wars music. And I wanted to talk about it because I've never really talked about it on the show before. And it is, of course, oh, my goodness. Yep, right here. Here we go. This classic piece of Star Wars. And of course, you know, the the original Cantina band song as Luke comes into the Mos Eisley Cantina is just such, you know, it's it's fun, it's jaunty, it's exciting and lively, it makes you want to tap your feet. Um, and to me, like, it's, it's so perfect specifically for that scene because as Luke comes into this new world, it seems kind of playful, right? There's just, there's the diversity of life in the Cantina, there's this fun playful song going on and it's like yeah luke's ready to play in this world now so i feel like even in the movie it it works well for where luke is in his story but yeah like this is a song that i wanted to kick it off on my playlist because it's like all right i'm ready to play (laughs) yeah so i mean and it it, it's definitely something that uh is completely different than anything else we've heard so far in the movie and that that you know sort of hits home that this is something completely different that than luke has ever seen before you know, he's really is going out of his comfort zone and getting off the farm literally and figuratively. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to invite you next rather than going back to just another piece of diegetic music. Um, okay. To, to give me your villain theme. Oh, my villain theme. Uh, I went back and forth on a couple of things, but it it just seemed kind of almost perfect for me. Uh, we're going to go to Rogue One and uh, the Imperial Suite for me. So my villain. So classic. Yes. 
what a great piece. I mean, there's part of me that wants to, you know, think that I would be the kind of Palpatine type villain if I was a villain in Star Wars. But let's be honest, I don't I don't have the patience um, and and the, you know, the the devious mind to pull the long con like Palpatine does. <laughs> so I would definitely this would definitely fit my kind of villain a lot better if I was in Star Wars. So, uh, you know, I'd, I I would be one of the the uh the second hand, you know, the right hand uh or left hand kind of guys, you know, being like, "Yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. You young rebels or whatever, you know. I'd, I I would not be the mastermind, but I'd be a force." So, pun <laughs> not intended. Um so <laughs> Yeah, it, there's something very martial about the, you know, the Imperial Suite that Giacchino wrote for Rogue One that, you know, I, I feel like it does match you a bit, you know, because there's a playfulness almost to that theme, right? Like the Imperial March, it's just it's it's kind of doom and gloom, right? Like it's it's the right. approach of, you know, a very sinister agent, um, the Emperor's theme even more so. Um, but like the Imperial Suite, it, it is this kind of fun conglomeration of like a very martial theme. And I know you, you know, your family comes from, you know, there's a lot of military history in your family. Um, so there's kind of that prideful element to it, but there's also this playfulness to it, you know, like, yeah. like you're not as scary as you want to be. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know, there, there's, it just sort of undercuts the image slightly, you yeah. know, <laughs> But yeah, exactly. Oh, and I, I was like, it. it's it's perfect for me. I it was it came down to that, or uh, Grievous speaks to Lord Sidious. But um, I figured this was this was better. So <laughs> yeah, I like that. So you know, this is so for me. Like trying to pick a villain theme for me. What's interesting is like none of the villain themes are particularly favorite pieces of music for me in Star Wars because like I've you mm-hmm. know shared before. Like I really like the more romantic themes, the more kind of like wispy type of songs. Um, So like trying to think of like, all right, which villain theme would, I feel like the one that would capture me the most, which is not the one I picked is Kylo Ren's motif. Um, Just because I definitely throw temper tantrums like Kylo Ren. Um, So like that definitely fits my energy. It's funny because I'll never forget when I drove down to uh, New Jersey to see force awakens for the first time with Joe Hogan and like that whole group of friends down in New York city. Like we all met up at this theater in Jersey and I was driving with my at the time girlfriend and there was tons of traffic and I thought I was going to be late for the movie. And I was flipping out Jason in the car. I mean, I was swearing at everybody. I'm like zipping and zooming in between everybody. Like I'm in the asteroid field. And my girlfriend was like, yo, calm down. And when we finally get there and we see Kylo Ren do those things on screen, she goes, you're like Kylo Ren. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like that. But the reason I <laughs> didn't pick his motif is maybe because it was too close to home. But in all honesty, I got to say, like, the one villain theme, though, that really always gets me, and, and I think you're going to appreciate it because I feel like I know you're going to at least enjoy it for, for what it is. And it, it is, um, oh, my goodness, where we go? Here we go. It's the Emperor's theme. Oh, come on. Play music. <laughs>
the and the reason I picked the Emperor's theme for mine, Jason, is it is actually it is the it is definitely my favorite villain's theme. Um, mm. And what I love about it is, it, I mean, it just makes me think of the devil, right? It makes me think of the right. occult, and that it made me think that even more when it was the way it was used in particular scenes in um, Rise of Skywalker. Like when when Ray shows up at the end on Exegol and she sees all the remnants of the cloning stuff and she you know the theme is playing. There's something very spooky and eerie about it. And yeah, I've always been attracted to the occult. Like ever since I was a kid, I just find it very fascinating. And I think what I love about the occult and therefore what I really kind of appreciate about Palpatine, and I could see myself doing this if I had that kind of power is trying to just unlock all the mysteries of life, no matter what it takes to get there. And okay. what, I, what I particularly enjoy about the theme itself, just even the musical notes, there's a very particular order to them. Um, and it gives mm. this sense of control. And that's what I think is my favorite aspect of this villainous character is, in a lot of ways, the most human thing to really want is control over everything, right? Because we're afraid of the unknown and the emperor as evil as he is. He kind of encapsulates that, 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 that desire to control everything. And I feel like this theme is a very controlled piece of music, right? The Imperial March, it's very martial. Um, Krennic's theme is very mustache twirling. Like we talked about last week, you know, mm -hmm. um, duel of the fates is, I mean, it's not technically even Darth Maul's theme, but you know, there's something very, almost heroic about it, but the emperor's theme, just the ordering of the notes themselves. And again, I can't speak to this technically because I'm not that kind of musician, but there is something about just the, da, 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 da. like it's, 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 it's there's something step so, by step. Exactly. Yeah, it's a step by step, uh, very methodical progression. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, it is, it's sort of weaving its way in and out of all the cracks trying to get into everything and, and find everything and control everything. Yeah. Yeah. That. So that's, that's why I kind of picked it is that just that I, I get that, uh, that, that temptation to want to control everything. Um, you know, I, I mean, not in a horribly terrible way like the emperor, but right. But that is really what he wants is he wants everything to be under his control. And, and that theme even kind of, it's a very controlled theme in and of itself. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, good pick. Good pick. Yeah, I need I mean, like that one. <laughs> um, I like it. So, uh, so we go back to, to uh, playlist real quick? Yeah, go back to your playlist. All right. So um, now that I understand what we're doing with the playlist, sorry. Um, <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, the, the next one on my playlist is, is going to be straight out of the Star Wars uh the old Republic video game. Um, and this is one of my favorite cantina pieces that they have. They, and they've got half a dozen or a dozen or so of these throughout the game, but this one's my favorite. Uh, and it's called average Brown Wookiee. We 
What a jam, Jason. I love it. It is really a fun jam. Um, I mean, <laughs> you guys, Carl and I are literally just jamming out on the, on the computer <laughs> here. Like, it's it's hilarious. But, no, it's, it's such a fun piece of music. It's got, you know, this this sort of funky beat, and then it's got the sort of the, the jazzy kind of horns and stuff to it. It's everything I love about a cantina song uh, in Star Wars. So, and and it fits with the rest of the, the universe and, and the, the film and TV, uh, you know, sounds of cantinas. So it it's... I think it's seamless. It could you could slip it in to a scene in Star Wars and nobody would, you know, look twice at it saying, "Oh, that doesn't sound right." You know, but <laughs> I I love it. I really do. It every time I run into a cantina in the game that plays this one, I'm always like, "Yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> uh I love how synth heavy it is, especially at the beginning. It has like a very um oh my goodness, like it's that old movie from the eighties about like science geeks or something, but like it has that feel to it. Um, uh, yeah. Like it, it ha- even has like a super Nintendo feel to it. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, there's a little bit of video gaming music to start with, but then it buzz like when it lets the horns in and stuff, like it really becomes this like jazzy piece of star Wars music. And, and I'm right with you. I could totally see this so easily just slipped into, you know, a, a scene in star Wars. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, what about you? What's your What's your next on your playlist? Next on my playlist is a uh, a favorite of the Max Rebo band um, mm. from the original 1983 cut. <laughs> I've always loved Lofty Neck so much. Um, again, it's it, a freaking fun song. It's a really fun song. It, first, first Star Wars piece of music to ever get a music video on MTV. You know, Duel of the Fates, mm-hmm. of course, did a lot with their music video, but Lofty Neck was the first in '83. Um, and it's you know, and this to be fair, this album version of it is not the one that we hear in the film. It's certainly a bit more polished on the on the the um, you know home recording, but. Jason, I've always loved Lopty Neck, and I like how it begins with almost sounds like a crash of thunder. Um, and there's mm-hmm. like these very ominous opening notes, kind of, you know, really setting to me, just musically setting like what Jabba's Palace is. It's a very dangerous, spooky place. Yeah. But then you get this really fun, almost sensual vocalist kind of pulling you in with the Lopty Neck. And I don't know, that's what I, I, I really enjoy that type of song because it's like, Hey, this is a dangerous, dark underworld, but you know you want to stay and have some fun. Come on, get on the dance floor. You know, like right. uh, Lofty Neck. It's just like it's like oh, I probably shouldn't be here, but I'm gonna have fun while I am. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it does have sort of a, a funk slash disco vibe too. So it's, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting combination and something that's, uh, definitely an interesting thing to put in a, you know, in a dank old, dungeon castle thing in the middle of a desert uh but it still somehow manages to work so <laughs> yeah yeah um so i i i was happy to see i hadn't used it last year when we were musical mayhem because i know i've talked about lapty neck at some point on the show in the past but it's it's yeah it's definitely a star wars playlist song <laughs> that's for darn sure um definitely so let's look at um your battle song, Jason. What would be your battle song from the Star Wars music? Oh, I went all over the place with this one. Uh, you know, I, I almost had, you know, the train heist. I almost had Duel of the Fates in here. You know, things like that. Um, I got close when I hit the battle for Endor 1. Then I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I know exactly what I need to have on here. We're going to go with the final track on the Return of the Jedi uh, disc two, you know, full deluxe soundtrack. And that's going to be the forest battle concert suite. Uh, Ooh. because this is like everything I love about the return of the Jedi battle music condensed into one four minute crazy romp. Uh, and it would definitely be playing in my head if I was in the middle of a battle. So, love this song (laughs) it is one of my favorite pieces of star wars music ever like i it is it is always got to be in contention if i'm talking like top tracks in all of star wars you know it's always up there um but and i forget about it half the time too because i'm like i'm thinking of like things directly from the movies or whatever but this is the concert suite, and I always forget about this one until I'm like, you know, scrolling through the soundtracks. I'm like, oh yeah, that one. And it's always like a duh, why didn't I choose that sort of a, <laughs> a moment for me? So <laughs> I love it. Well, I know, I know you used that particular track um, a little bit throughout our uh, Battle for Endor mockumentary that we made for YouTube. <laughs> Um, and, and ever since you used it there, I kind of got a deeper love and appreciation for it. But you know, what's interesting, just even the way it starts with the wah, 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 it reminds me a little bit of the battle for Hoth music, right? Like there's a little bit of that mechanical Walker feel to it, just like there was for the ATATs and in, in battle of Hoth. Um, obviously yeah. those were done on a grand piano, which of course was never actually in the movie. That's what's so funny to me is that, that, that's, that piece of music has been out there for so long and we just assume that's what we hear when the ATAT show up, but we don't in the actual movie. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not crazy. We're going to have to go back and really listen to the battle now. Yeah. 
so well, here I'll I'll grab it really quick if I can remember where it is. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's funny because you know we always I think we just assume that that's obviously in the Battle of Hoth music, but it's not. Um, nope, nowhere is it. Uh, da, da, da. Here we go. The street, the um, like, <laughs> you know, like it, it is almost like the, the the drums, you know, yeah, kind of get, yeah, the, the low strings and the drums kind of get that same feeling. You're you're absolutely one hundred percent right on that one. And, and I just so. noticed with the forest battle too that the, it's almost like that psycho music, right? Like, you know, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's that oh, there is that's a great piece of music. There's not one second of that track I do not absolutely love. So, uh, and the 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 finale of it lasts like a minute. So, <laughs> the last minute of it is like complete nonstop, just musical mayhem all over the place, and it's amazing. So, but it's yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, I that and like to me that's like. That's a perfect Jason pick. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It just it makes so much sense for you to to pick something like that. Well, and it it's got, you know, everything from the 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 sort of tense opening to the like oh my god strings going on yeah. to like in the middle there's still like a bit of the the whimsical Ewok, you know, kind of yeah. craziness that happens which, you know, I'm a goofy guy. I'm a little clumsy. I'm going to, you know, drop some things or, or trip over something in the middle of a battle. Um, it's going to happen. So it's good that that's in there for me, too. So, um. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, no, I love it. I love you? that pick. Uh, so, I, weirdly enough, had a hard time because my initial thought was like, ooh, Battle Friend or One is totally like my jam for battle music in Star Wars. But I talked about that last year for one of our things on Musical Mayhem. So I was like, no, I want to do something different. But then I found the perfect piece because, like, I like the way you put it, Jason. Like, if you saw yourself in battle, this would be the music you hear. If I actually saw myself in battle, this is the particular piece of music I would hear. And it comes from The Mandalorian, and it's the track Nurse and Protect. I love this song so much. Um, it's, it's nurse and protect me, right? It's, it's this awesome piece of music that has such a groove. I mean, that's what Ludwig Gorenson is so good at doing with all of his music, whether you're in black Panther, whether he was doing the Creed movies, whether you're looking at Mandalorian, he does a phenomenal job of making what would be like orchestral music, have a cool groove. Um, and that's the thing is like, to me, it's like, if I was ever, in a fight, I want to get into the zone. And that's what this music kind of reminds me of. It's like, this is a music that's like, it's getting you into the zone. It's getting you pumped up and geared up and in the zone. And like, 
you know, I thought it made me think of somebody like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee always talked about like when you are in a fight, you are in the fight, right? Like you just become one with that moment. And like, this is the music that would make me fully in the moment so that I could be fully present to that, to that battle, to that fight. Um, and you know, that particular part of this track I just played, you know, with these, these trumpets that play over the, over the top of the strings, it's, it's really cool. Cause it like, it signals the, the approach of the hero, right? Like that's what's happening on the screen is IG 11 gets closer and closer to, to rescuing our, our characters in peril. You know, he's the hero and a trumpet is a typical piece of, you know, it's a typical instrument used to, to mimic the arrival of the hero. Um, and that's exactly what we're getting, you know, with this particular piece as he gets closer. Right there. Do, 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 do. Like such a cool like little groove. Um, and then the just to go a little bit further into that that particular track, um, it's what I also love about this song is again like like I talked about it's it's about getting you in the zone about really being present to the fight that needs to happen and as the track goes on a little bit later it kind of switches from the perspective of IG11 the approaching hero to the determined hero of Dindajaran as he comes out and brings the fight to the death troopers and just starts kicking butt and this is that particular part of the song <laughs> I just love it so much. The da da like it's it's just like this piece yeah. of um, like you're just resolved to the fight now. Like you're de- it, it's just such a piece of determination. Like Din is out there. You aren't gonna you are not gonna threaten my child, <laughs> and he's just out there to kick some butt. Like so, I, I just right. I love this mu- this particular song so much because it just gets me in the zone, and it's also this theme of determination. Like you get out there and you get that fight. You go win that fight. Yeah, I can definitely see this music playing in your head if you're never in a fight because it's going to make you feel a lot more epic than what you actually are. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, I don't know what I'd be doing, but this song would sure make me think I did. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's, it's going to put you up over the edge of everyone else, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, yep. so. that's, that's certainly the hope, yeah. Um, I mean – the music does for us. It's like we can see ourselves winning, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah, oh, no, that's boy. an awesome pick. I love it so much. It's a fantastic piece of music. It really and is. And I, I, something from the Mandalorian to, you know, to play today and it just, it, nothing lined up this time around. So I'm so glad that you had something from the Mandalorian to talk about. So yeah, that's such a good piece. Um, can I get Fair. the last, can I get your last track from your playlist? Absolutely. Um, and, and this should come as no surprise to people who have listened to this podcast for a long time. Uh, one of my favorite uh, you know, diegetic pieces of music is also the closing to the Phantom Menace. That's right. We got Augie's Grand Municipal Band. Um, <laughs> gotta love the, that Gungan marching band.
I forgot that that's a piece of source music, but you're right. <laughs> it is. It's, it's one everyone forgets uh, that it's source music, but I'm like, nope, it plays during the parade. It's diegetic. <laughs> and it's my favorite. So, uh, of course, I'm going to wrap out my, my playlist with Augie's Grand Municipal Band. There's there's no way I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. And what a, I mean, just what a jam, you know? It really is. It's it's one of my favorite pieces of music to just like have fun with in Star Wars. So if I'm going to have a playlist, it's going to be fun, uh, you know, and, and that's definitely a fantastic way to end a playlist for me. So or begin or just have it on repeat or whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about is, you? It is where, where is so with your last uh, playlist piece? I know we talked about this just a couple of weeks ago, but I've really fallen in love with it even just in the last couple of weeks. And it comes from solo and it's the other piece of music from Dryden's yacht. Stormtrooper JP 054. I just I love this like 1960s groove feel to it because it's like this song is totally a song I would love to just slowly be sipping my drink to it you know like just bopping my head at the bar oh yeah and then as these like little flutes come in and the vocalist yeah I just invite someone to the dance floor with me Spanish flair to it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It, it really does. Um, but also the the first part of it before the vocals come in really sound like it could come from the same like in Star Wars universe album as Average Brown Wookiee. Yeah. So absolutely. Totally it, the same band, right? Yeah. They could totally be doing exact, both of these. It could be the exact same band doing this those two pieces. So yeah. uh which is why I love both of them. So I, I'm really glad that we got this piece uh, on the uh, deluxe solo score because it was one that I, you know, is barely even heard in the movie because it's so far down in the mix. Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. really glad we got to, to, you know, experience it now with this, the new soundtrack release. So right. it's cause it's a fun piece of music. So yeah. I don't know how much of it you actually even hear in the film. Like, I don't even know if you get to the vocal section. Um, I don't think yeah. you do. it's funny because like when chicken in the pot ends, you get the applause and then the next piece of music is actually the Han and Kira piece as they reunite. And then it, after their little moment is done and they start walking back towards the party, this track starts right away um, and it plays all the way up until Dryden shows up um, and then we get Dryden's theme. So, yeah, it's great. And um, I mean, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we did it, you know, it kind of has like a little bit of an Austin Powers type feel. And, and, and as I thought about it more as I was listening through it a little bit today. Um, I don't. Do you know who Burt Bacharach is, Jason? I mean, he was big in the like fifties and sixties. Um, the name's vaguely familiar, but I, I couldn't tell you what he did. So. Okay. 
but yeah, his his he he actually is in the movie Austin Powers, and like his style of music is in it a lot. Um, and the, <laughs> the look of love, for instance, your smile can't disguise. Okay, this is a little bit slower than the other one, but the look. <laughs> but it's got like that same type I'm of. Is saying so much more than words could ever say. So like I love that kind of like slow jam music because it's easy to dance to and I don't look like a complete fool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that is the last piece from my playlist. Um, but Jason, this is these last two. I'm actually really excited to hear what you've picked and especially this first one. I want to know what would be your love theme from the Star Wars scores. Man, I thought about how I would define my love theme because it's. You know, there's and we've talked numerous times about the various kinds of love expressed in mm-hmm. Star Wars yep. uh, because it's there's the, you know, romantic love. There's the parental love. There's just the the familial love or, you know, the, um, you know, the platonic, you know, platonically friendship kind of love. You know, there's all every every kind of love is represented in Star Wars somewhere. Um, and so I was like, I, I want something that that could kind of be able to work with on multiple levels depending on whatever's going on with my situation um but something that always makes me feel the emotion um of of the situation uh comes from smack dab in the middle of the phantom menace uh if you could pull up anakin is free from the extended uh Phantom Menace score and start about three minutes and 40 seconds in. This is what I wanted for my love theme. Yeah. What a beautiful piece. And I loved this is I I love that you went to something like this. All right. Here we go. beautiful piece of music god i'm i literally am covered in goosebumps just listening to that right now so that's and that's one I've, of those things it, where you hear the music and you can also hear the the dialogue oh you know? absolutely yeah 100 don't look back yeah don't look back i can't do it uh, i just can't do it god yeah, yeah. no that 
that is that is one hundred percent that scene. But yeah, no, it, it is one of those things where like I'm I'm so very much connected to the scene in the, in the movie, but also the music is something that I I absolutely love, and it it really does. It's able to evoke all kinds of of you know loving emotions depending on whatever situation and stuff like that. And it's that's kind of what I wanted because you know love is not just one thing; it's it's many things and. And I wanted to be able to kind of have something be able to encompass all of that mm-hmm. um, as my love theme. So that's why I picked picked this piece. So I just love that you picked that because it is it's it's it you know, it's not it's not particularly a theme. So I like that. But it is, you mm-hmm. know, Shmi never got a theme in that movie, but this is as close as you're going to get, I would say. Right. And, and right. like you kind of said to introduce it. Right. Star Wars has given us every sort of expression and mode of, of expression of love from the, from the, the parental to the romantic, to the, you know, um, to the erotic. Um, and this is clearly like that agape love, right? Like that selfless love of a mother. Cause yeah. there is, there is a sense of like, when you listen to this, tr- when you listen to this track, there is just like, there's something very noble. And yet in that nobility is something very heartbreaking. Right. Yes. Like what Shmi is choosing to do is wonderful and it is right, but it is sad. <laughs> you know, you can be all those things at the same time. Yeah. It celebrates everything that's going on, but still your heart breaks. Yeah. So. Ugh, I, I almost just want to like be like, can I pick this one too? Because like I never even <laughs> thought of that. I love it so much. But in all honesty, Jason, like I, from what I know of you – um, and obviously folks may not know this about you, but like, I know you have a very nice, beautiful relationship with your mother and, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it makes sense that this would be something that you pick because <laughs> this is reminiscent of, uh, of a very beautiful, loving relationship you've been able to foster your whole life, you know? Um, yeah. and, and that's just, I, I, this is up so perfect for you, <laughs> but I would have never even yeah. thought it because this is not where my mind goes when I think of love themes in star Wars. So thank you for that. I mean- <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And and it's, you know, I had to throw sort of a Jason curveball in here somewhere and this is where it went. So <laughs> it's so masterful. Yeah, so masterful. What a what a great piece of music. I kind of want to just go I want to go watch Phantom Menace now. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I start going into Star Wars music and and literally it was like, can I pick Phantom Menace for everything? No, no, I really shouldn't. Um which made me just want to go watch Phantom Menace all over again. So, but yes. <laughs> uh, but you, what, what about you? What, where, where did you go with your love theme? Uh, I, I, there's a couple that I'm, I'm suspicious of, of being chosen. Uh, I'm wondering which one you, you picked. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll pick one of the ones that you're thinking of. Um, I will say I wanted to go with the Luke and Leia theme, um, mainly because for me, some of the most important love relationships that, that I know are kind of those relationships that I would consider like family love, you know, and I, I I mean that expressly for the friends that I have here in Boston. (laughs) Um, But because I talked extensively about that song last year, and I know it was a year ago, I was like, oh, I want to pick something a little bit different. Um, So I am picking something that's so on the nose for Carl, but um, you know, I, I had to go with the love theme in a sense of star Wars. And it's one of the deepest truths of all love. And that's tragedy. And it is, of course, Across the Stars.
I should probably start talking about it because I'd just have the thing play the whole time. Um, I mean, I w- I'd be fine with that. Um, <laughs> it's five and a half minutes. I, I don't want to do that. but <laughs> I, know. I dare anyone to find a more beautiful piece of music in Star Wars. It's just, yeah. You know. and, and, you know, and, and I think, you know, John Williams was so adamant about wanting to, because he knew what George wanted. George wanted a piece that was beautiful and soaring and yet had this consistent feel of tragedy built right into it, right? And, and I believe people have pointed this out before. And again, again, I'm not musically literate enough to say this, but I believe a lot of these chords are like minor chords, which, you know, typically are used in more tragic type pieces. Of, um, but that's what I love about Across the Stars is it really captures the tragedy of a love that kind of has a timestamp on it. Right. Um, yeah. And it's also the love theme of, you know, thinking you're not not worthy. You know, I mean, John Williams talked about how to him. The, the story of Anakin and Padme and Attack of the Clones is very Romeo and Juliet in the sense of being with someone outside your station, right? A Jedi, a senator, they're not supposed to be together. But love love knows no boundaries, right? Love doesn't know those constraints, but those constraints can still constrain and disrupt love itself. Um, and, you know, the thing that I love about Across the Stars is uh, the way it soars and kind of seems to touch the heavens itself. Like, it really captures that purity of what love is, love can be, what especially the y- young love. Um, and yet it's always confined and, and, and forced to come back down um, in this particular, you know, in this particular track. Um, you know, right, right here, it's, it's, there's something kind of like, uh-oh, kind of scary about it. Soars back up. Ah, uh, yeah, I I just love <laughs> across the stars so much. Um, I will say it's not the one I thought you'd pick. Oh, interesting. Uh, what were you thinking? I, I thought you might choose the Han and Kira theme. I that was uh, that was my next pick. Yeah, it was. I mean, why mo, the most the most authentic choice for me would have been Luke and Leia's, and then it was between this or the Han and Kira theme. But because I knew I was going to be using a couple other pieces from Solo, I wanted to. I wanted I, this. Sadly, this is my only prequel song on on my list today, so I needed to give at least something to the prequels because their their music is incredible. Um, it really is, and this is this is one of the highlights from the prequels that let's face it. It's one of the highlights from star Wars in general. Like oh, yeah. it deserves to be in a top 10, you know, of all time kind of list. So, yeah. And the thing like, so I'm going to do this. Sorry, Jason, for the last couple of my picks too, is I want to make just like a quick analogy to contemporary music because uh, to me, yeah. across the stars is very much, it, it, it is, it is a beautiful piece, but at its heart too, right. Is, is it's, it's a testament to the fact that sometimes love doesn't work out, right? Um, that there's there's often a tr- you know love can be so beautiful and and soaring, but it can also really really hurt. And when I was a kid, like this is probably why I, I mean, Across the Stars came out when I was a sophomore in high school, and I was a very dramatic kid. I mean, I'm still a very dramatic adult, but luckily less so than when I was a child. Um, but I loved like I loved like power ballads. So like bands like Def Leppard, for instance were kind of my jam. So it, it, for whatever reason, Across the Stars reminds me of this classic song by Def Leppard, Love Bites. Ooh, come on. I don't want attention too much, baby. Love too much, baby. 
I just I love that. <laughs> it's so like over the top dramatic. <laughs> Yeah. Like lyrically, but I was like, oh, that's kind of across the stars. I mean, it's this very over the top dramatic piece about, you know, the tragedy of falling in love and when it doesn't work out. <laughs> so, right. Um, and as someone who's been overall pretty unlucky in love, I mean, very lucky with the wonderful people that I've fallen in love with, but have yet to, to, to lock it down. <laughs> um, that's sadly a side of love I know a little more than I'd like to. So, across the stars has always been a jam. And, and I remember sharing this story several times over the years on the show, Jason, but when duel of the fates came out, right? Like I loved playing with my plastic lightsaber outside, but when across the stars came out, dude, I dueled to that song all the time, which I know makes no sense. It's not a fighting song, but to me it was <laughs> because it's like, I'll fight for love girls. Look at me. I'll fight for love. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean that, that makes sense to, to a, uh, a young, impressionable, uh, teenager. Uh, absolutely. You yeah. know, I, I can see where your mind went with that. It makes sense. Uh, not what I would have picked, but it makes sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, Jason, we are down to our final picks here, and we get to pick our theme. What would be our theme song from Star Wars? This is the one that I was stuck on yeah. forever. And, you know, you, you, I even told you, like, we were getting ready to do a podcast, you know, to, to start getting ready. We're confirming times and everything I was like i'm stuck on my theme and you offered a couple of suggestions and i was like i mean those work but are they kind of too on the nose for me like you know and and i went back and forth between a lot of stuff uh until finally i ran back across this one and i was like well that makes total sense i mean march of the resistance is my theme right yeah, I would not have picked it, but no, you are so, so right. Yes, that is your theme. <laughs> it's, it is. It is. It's. It's not anything that I was thinking of. Uh, but Carl offered one of the one of the suggestions that Carl offered was was Rose's theme, and I was like, I listened to it, and I was like, I mean, I could see it, but I'm not sure. And then I just started scrolling through some of the other stuff in the sequel trilogy, and March of the Resistance popped up, and I was like, oh, well, that's it. Like, it wasn't even on my radar when I was thinking of of possible themes for me initially. And I just I got to the point where it's just like I don't know, and I just started scrolling, like through through options, and that one showed up, and I was like, well, of course, why wouldn't I pick this one? You know, um, and I can't like put a, a finger on it exactly. Uh, and I, I've talked a lot about how I just love this piece of music. It like it, it it energizes me, it makes me feel excited and and ready for anything. 
but I don't have like a, a super deep reason why I freaking love this piece of music, but it is something that every time it comes on, I have to listen to it all the way through. Like no ifs, ands or buts. It, it just has to be listened to. And so it was, it was something I was like, well, nothing else is like jumping out at me. So let's do this one. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, it's, it is, it's this great, um, I mean, again, I, I would say for you, I mean, it captures that sense of just like courage and nobility, right? Like the willingness to, to kind of jump into the fray, but doing it with such a nobility to it. And and I feel like there is that 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 bit of a skirt. So type to, you know, feel to it, um, oh, which yeah. to me is fun. fun. Yeah, exactly. And you're fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, See, I, I totally get it. I, I almost texted you, Carl, and I was like, can you pick my theme and then I pick your theme, you know, because <laughs> I feel like it's easier to, to, to have someone else pick your theme for you. Um, yeah. But you know, you know, that's, that a, was, that's actually a fun idea as we, you know, it, when we get to October and we actually, you know, celebrate the 10 years of the show is we should challenge each other to pick stuff like this, you know, like pick it, pick pieces of songs or pick scenes that we think depict the other. <laughs> um, I, I think we should. Yeah. That would be, that would, fun a fun exercise <laughs> i agree i agree yeah no i uh, what a what a great choice um that's so perfect for you yeah it is um well what about you what, what did you pick for your theme carl i don't think it'll come as any surprise jason um but it is of course the han solo theme but particularly the b section of the theme which is why we're going to use the track meet han Are you at all surprised that this is what I picked? <laughs> no, it was going to be this or Yoda, um, Yoda's yeah. theme. Uh, but I figured that that's just sort of like your favorite piece, not necessarily a theme for you. I, mean, um, I, I would but, aspire to be Yoda's theme, but I'm not. <laughs> so, right. You know. I mean, don't um, we all in yeah. some respect? Um, yeah. So. And the reason I, you know, um, the reason I particularly enjoy this part of the theme um you know because there's there's the a and the b section to the to the han solo theme and the a the a section is great and apparently again this was john powell revealed this in an interview on that resistance broadcast episode a few weeks back and he revealed that you know john uh, john williams wrote each of them as individual themes and he's like oh these are my two ideas and john powell actually suggested he said well you know why don't you why don't you make them 
combine them and make that Hans theme. And so even though Powell didn't write either section, like he was kind of, it's cool that he was like a key collaborator of combining them. And because they yeah. both perfect, like section A is just kind of this heroic theme, but section B is to me, what makes Han the hero that he is specifically in, in solo and why I particularly fell in love with him in a whole new way, which is what makes him the hero is there is a heroism to searching for something more. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what defines Han specifically in solo. And I've always seen myself as someone who's kind of looking for something just beyond where I am, something that will elevate me to fly among the stars, to use that quote from solo. And I just absolutely love this theme because it really it is that musical language that says, hey, you're heroic just because you look right. Just so even though you maybe haven't arrived where you want to be yet. The fact that you're still looking, the fact that you're still reaching for those stars, that in and of itself makes you heroic. And that's why I love this theme, because it's a nice reminder that um, even though, again, I'm not quite there yet, uh, it's it's where I'm going. And the fact that I'm willing to to put in the work to get there, that makes me heroic. And and again, like, like I did with my last track, Jason, I hope you don't mind. But it reminds me of one of my favorite pieces of, of music of all time by... The great band U2, and they said they still haven't found what they're looking for. track um by you two and, and even just the way bono chooses to sing that song with a little bit of a there's a bit of a strain in his his vocal style because he's straining for something more he's still looking and i feel like that is han solo that is han solo specifically in the story of solo he is straining to to move beyond where he is and and that's to me that's my hero journey is always looking to to escape where i am um and uh yeah, so uh, that's why it's my theme, and that's why I love that track so much, and I, I love that John Powell gave it to us because it is so freaking perfect. Um, so it's great. Can I just one last, just because I feel like we should end on a since I'm going to talk Star Wars music, I should end with here's my, I just want to play my favorite statement of the solo theme, which is in the track Marauders Arrive, um, and it's when Han commits to to flying the the um at hauler because rio's in trouble and we get as he you know he says to beckett like i'm on this we get this really great statement of his theme that is of course section a of the solo theme that's not section b but um i just i love its iteration in that particular scene you know um 
he's he's going to do what he needs to do in the moment because he's in a way Han is a very zen character. He is very present to the things he's doing, and I love that. <laughs> so he's no Yoda, but in no. his own way, he is fully present to what needs to be done. Um, I think that's where he gets his intuition from. So anyway, he that would be my thing. He only lives in the moment. Uh, he lives in the moment, searching for the future. Yes, that's right. So great. <laughs> um, so there you have it. There are some of our fun, personalized picks for Star Wars songs. And as always, you know, we'd love to hear some of the, you know, anything off of this list that we, we did category wise that you'd like to pick. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear what your villain theme would be or your battle song or your particular theme or love theme, whatever it may be. Some of your favorite pieces of diegetic source music in Star Wars. Um, as always, please, you know, comment on the social media when we post it. Send us an email. We, we'd love to hear this stuff. Absolutely. You know, we had a blast coming up with this list and I hope everybody enjoyed it because, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we want to encourage you guys to start thinking about and maybe making your own lists like this because we had fun. So you should try it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's uh, and like I love I mean, obviously every well, every May, I don't know that we did it two years ago, but I mean, last year we really sunk our teeth into musical May <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is, this has been a great couple of weeks talking star Wars music. It was fun tackling the, the two anthology scores. Um, and it was fun doing these personal picks. Um, so yeah, yeah as always, I had a great time doing musical mayhem with you, Jason. Absolutely. Uh, Carl, I think, I think we should do it again next year. I'm down. So yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Not good. Alrighty. Um, well, we're not going to do a, a polar matchup at the end of this episode since I'm not going to be here next week. Um, we have, uh, as Carl mentioned earlier, the uh, Shadows of the Empire 25th anniversary episode uh, with Carl, Joe, and my buddy Greg. Um, or Carl's buddy Greg, excuse me. Um, <laughs> he's, he's everyone's buddy Greg. But, but um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, you'll hear me on the episode briefly, but uh, that's that's coming up next week. Um, Carl, yeah, is there anything we need to talk about before we end up this episode? Just a reminder to again, if uh, if if you are particularly a fan of Shadows of the Empire as we were, you know, especially all of you who you know kind of really got into that story in '96, really encourage you to send in a brief audio file telling us. You know, what you loved about Shadows and, and what you still enjoy about Shadows. You know, keep it to about a minute or so. Um, and you can email us those, um, any of those audio files. Um, you know, I, I'm asking just for audio files because I feel like it's more fun to just hear hear you in your own voice say what you like about it rather than us just read an email. So, I mean, you're welcome to send an email. I probably won't read them, not to be rude, but I, I feel like that's just a little dry. So if if you could just record a short voice thing, that's that's our preference. Yeah. And just, you know, a quick, you know, uh, voice recording on your phone works. You don't have to, you know, right. have a whole mic set up and everything like that. Just something on your iPhone or your Android, you know, something quick uh, that you can just, you know, do a voice memo and send it our way. Absolutely. Kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, but Carl, if people want to weigh in on anything we've discussed this episode or just anything else Star Wars related in general, where can people reach us? Um, of course, we are on Twitter at Wampas Lair. We're on Instagram at the underscore Wampas Lair. Email us at WampasLairPodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast. Excellent. Anything else before we close out this uh, musical May? 
That's it for me, Jason. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This has been episode number 425, Personalized Soundtracks. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>